0: Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brains spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers. we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens, though. Always shoot my shot, better switching off the pick and roll. Dishing off the give and go, while my squad is driven
1: so you can catch us on the road. Promise we ain't doing show so that means if you ain't with us... You- RIP CITY, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian, I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast last week was thanksgiving we hope you had a happy one so we are two weeks from our last episode and in that time the blazers finished up their sixth game road trip which they ended two and four they finally had a win streak beating chicago on the road then at home they beat okc and then the bulls again in a game where Whiteside had 10 blocks and a near triple double with blocks which is insane then they lost in la to the clippers which was a 20 point loss But it was the first, like, real test for a fully loaded, other than long-term injuries, 2019-2020 Blazers team. So they'll have a chance to prove themselves again as they gain more chemistry and hopefully some momentum. The Blazers just beat the Kings in Portland, while four starters had 20 points or more. Hassan had seven assists, whoa. And CJ had four blocks, double whoa. But they have the Lakers coming up, and that will be another serious test. And also... In Blazer news, Carmelo Anthony, after uh, we discussed at length having a minus 20 plus minus in his first game with the Blazers, he then went on to be the Western Conference Player of the Week during that three-game win streak. So was he really the most dominant, most valuable player in the West? Uh, No, but he's probably not getting most improved player this year, and they had to recognize his comeback somehow. So I think it's fair, and I think it's a well-earned achievement. So before we get to anything else... Let's focus in on Carmelo a little bit. Everyone's asking, why did it take so long for Carmelo Anthony to get on a team if he's still this good? Yada yada. To me, it makes sense, okay? He struggled in the playoffs with OKC. He was shooting 37 from the field and 21% from three, which is not okay if, like, at least not ideal if you're known as a shooter. Then he went to the Rockets, which is a team that's all offense and no defense. And as far as, like, all offense and no defense players go, Carmelo's kind of at the top. Not so much lately. He's been doing okay with Portland on defense. Uh, But, I mean, he was in Houston playing in a, a style you'd think would fit him well. He was playing with his banana boat buddy and Chris Paul, and it didn't work out there. So I can fully understand why the rest of the league had legitimate skepticism against bringing him onto their team. Uh, Luckily, the Blazers are currently able to reap the benefits of that. Hopefully it continues, but it came at the right time. Zach Collins went down, the Blazers were struggling. They had no answer at power forward and it's working. So hopefully it'll continue to work. But uh, what are your thoughts on Carmelo on the Blazers so far, Austin?
0: I like it. I think it's definitely a good pickup, but I,
1: I would probably see you in terms of uh, the timing. And
0: um, honestly, I actually haven't uh, seen too much of this um, backlash that you had mentioned about people saying, you know, why did not this happen sooner? Even as someone like myself, who is a a, a pretty big anti-Hazonia uh, fan um, on as a as a player on the Portland Trailblazers. Um, and as a person? Here are- as a person! Um, no, uh, but Tolliver, you know... It, it, we were really only like ten games into the season, right? At the point that like they were like, okay, we gotta we gotta pull this, we gotta pull the plug, and we gotta like actually go and sign somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you're gonna pay these guys as much as you're paying them, Hazonia and, and Tolliver, um, you know, even if it's not much compared to other NBA players, at least in their roles, a couple games to see if they could at least do it before you just go and, and just add some other guy in the locker room. Um, and I think, I think there, there was, yeah, there was probably maybe uh two to four game span where I think most of us as fans were like, okay, this is, this is done. We need to, we need to actually find something outside of this team. And I mean, you saw a lot of it, right? A lot of people were talking about Ken Farid, um, Melo wasn't really mentioned super heavy early on. I don't know. I don't I mean he was mentioned for
1: sure, but who wasn't. They it? were it was saying Ken- he was he was the biggest uh the biggest name out there is like him and Jamal Crawford and then uh with uh why did I just lose his name? You just said it. Kenneth Fareed. He like went to China.
0: But it, I right, right. But like there was somebody else. There was somebody else and it wasn't Kenneth Fareed, it wasn't Jamal Crawford, and it wasn't Carmelo Anthony.
1: Joachim Noah.
0: Yes, yes, actually. Yeah. Um so and and if you look at just kind of what we needed which was like just hem- defensive hemorrhaging um but I I don't know, maybe I do have a little bit of short-term memory loss now because now that I really think about it, our offense was terrible too. Those Oh yeah yeah it was terrible and you know now now dame is kind of slowing down a little bit as much and that's a very relative comment that's a very relative comment damien lillard's version of slowing down is, is a little bit different than most other people's
1: austin that says be- he's faster than dame <laughs>
0: <laughs> that being said um you know cj's is obviously picked up and i think that something that a lot of people have obviously realized at this point is that that cj and and um carmelo energy is is really blossoming. Um, I, at least I would say, uh, and, and I, I, I think in a, in a, in a league where players can basically fly to the other side of the country and usually do for, to be in their hometown or wherever they're training or whatever in the off season, um, for those valuable, for those couple of weeks that players are playing like in black ops basketball together and, you know, make that connection, even though it might seem minute to most of us in terms of developing a relationship, it's probably more than most of these guys get with other players, you know, unless it's pre, you know, like Dame did, gathering the guys in August, getting them all together. But, um, you know, obviously Carmelo wasn't in the equation at that point. So I think that that definitely helped. Um, It obviously sounds like Dame had a a bit of a relationship with him before. um, And he is not doing too much. And I was very curious about what all this speculation, because I watched, I had mentioned watching Mellow Mondays or whatever, the week we you signed, talking about him being excited for the opportunity and staying ready. And he kept bringing up a point along the lines of, you know, Portland was very transparent with me. Like I told them what I wanted to do and, and they told me what I needed to do. And I was like, to be honest, I was like, that's not good. I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> pretty much Portland was in a position where – i this is where my mind went. I was like, well, Portland's in a position now where they're just like – Melo came probably to the table and was like, look, man, I'm not going to do what I did in New York, but, you know, I'm still going to be the guy. I'm still going to be one of the guys. And I was they're just like, eh, even, yeah, and, you know, and, and and to an extent that's paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I and, – and I wouldn't be surprised if others probably thought he was going to be a little more careless – uh, and not careless, you know, the guy cares about the game, but just um a little more indulgent in his offense. Yeah. yeah. Um and he hasn't. As, he hasn't as he's been known to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a play last night against the Kings where it was a full court pass pretty much, and he was, you know, deep in the paint on one, and maybe maybe there is a second guy a couple feet away. Um and and rather Instead, instead of him just kind of doing a turnaround, you know, he's deep in the paint. He was mismatched. There was somebody that was running uh, along the along the three point line, and I think uh, I think they made a pass or two, and CJ got the bucket. But it, long story short, he's not playing how I how he has in any of his recent teams. Um, his game is still there, and I
1: think his attitude is even better. Yeah. I mean he definitely has a great attitude. Like Dame is clearly the leader of this team, but Carmelo's brought just a different kind of aspect of leadership uh to these younger guys and a little more fire under them. I mean I mean you see him just like taking every rebound seriously and things like that and like saw something he elbowed Whiteside to get a rebound kind of thing. Like he's just he's just like on a different kind of level. Like not like he's like a step it's not like he's a step ahead of anyone, but it's but he just brings wise, a different kind of intensity. Wise,
0: he- yeah, the passion and the intensity. That's a great point because now I, I think I just kind of because it was so traumatizing shoved out the first 10, 13 games of the season. Um, but, yeah. you know, Wait. not only was our offense and defense terrible um, at that time, but the effort wasn't there. Yeah. And, and, and not from all players, you know, everyone knows what we're talking about here. When it was, when it was Hellfire and Brimstone on Twitter, Blazers Twitter, um, you know there were there was a large majority of the team that kind of hung their heads at yeah. least it felt like not literally but in body language and um as when you bring in a guy who hasn't played basketball for a year and a half uh there's going to be a certain innate uh intensity and passion there and i think that was yeah. a huge thing that's a huge thing for us
1: yeah so the blazers are one game behind the phoenix suns for the eight seed mm-hmm. and that that's just awesome to me and that that's something that just Damien's leadership and the the culture that the blazers have just shows that when things get tough they're gonna push through it some of these younger teams they might not have that kind of drive so uh the the blazers staying in it has been really impressive uh it's it's not the most impressive thing in the world considering that the 3 game win streak was like very beatable teams. So okay. hopefully they're able to keep it up. I mean they have the Lakers next. I do not expect them to win that game. If they do, then I am all in. Yeah. But yeah. uh but but the Blazers, I mean if if they can stay in the playoff hunt uh as like I said before, as long as they make the playoffs, if they get at least Nurk back, hopefully Zach Collins too in the playoffs, they can beat anyone. I'm not
0: Well, uh, yes, yes and no, my friend. I would say that the playoffs Yes, they're always poised to put up a fight, right. but I think right now, or even if they start playing a little bit better in the regular season, or even kind of back up to where they were last year, I think if they're an eighth or a seventh seed uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers right now, and against, uh, against the Clippers, I think they need yeah. at least a sixth seed. I think they need
1: a, at least a sixth seed to make a splash. Well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to play one of those teams anyway if you want to make the finals, which was which was the goal. And I I don't think there's much difference in facing them in the first round as there is facing them in the last round because we know LeBron turns it up in crunch time regardless. We know that uh, Kawhi and Paul George can do similarly, uh, but so can Dame. So, but in
0: a condensed in a condensed competitive environment where two, where two of your main players, I mean, I don't know if Zach's gonna be back this year, but where where is he is he gonna be back this year?
1: He's he's a maybe. He's gonna be reevaluated like, uh, like let's, March. Let's
0: say let's say Yusuf comes back though in like February and takes like a month to get going. And then March comes and he's like, All right, playoffs are around and he and he catches fire at the right point. Yeah. One round, one extra round without playing those teams, that could build chemistry. What do you haven't played yeah. basketball for, for a year? That That's could build true. chemistry. Especially when your offense is centered around the passing center.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just having Nurk back would be huge, though. Like, if he can be anything like his old self in the playoffs, the Blazers are in great position. Because last year, I, I thought they were essentially favorites when they had Nurk still. Um, in my eyes, I was like, this team is so deep. They had Rodney Hood, uh, Ennis Cantor. Well, yeah, Rodney Hood, Ennis Cantor, Seth Curry coming off the bench. It was amazing. So uh, the, the Blazers, if they can get that back, and whether they have Hassan Whiteside or whoever they end up trading him for backing up Nurk, uh, I feel really good about the Blazers' chances if they can keep it up and get to the, the playoffs. Because, I mean, they're only one game outside of it. It's it's impressive that they've been able to stay that tight, but it's also a testament that the West isn't quite as insanely deep as we might have thought.
0: Well, I think as a, as a system threat, as a center Hassan Whiteside is not meant to be a backup center in the league. Yeah, and that's yeah. coming from someone who is pretty – I was pretty skeptical, you know, early on in the season with with his play and his effort. But um, he's just not. Like, at the end of the day, even though the car might make a couple of noises, it's still going 150 miles an hour. Yes. It, it's still – not necessarily mentioning his effort here, but the analogy
1: drawing from – at
0: the end of the day, look at his box score. You yeah,
1: know, and, and – and, and He's looked a lot better recently. He's he's improved in the pick and roll for sure, and and that's just chemistry, you know. And yeah. uh, on yeah. top of that, the ten block game this last game he had three blocks, seven assists, sixteen rebounds, and twenty points. Twenty three points. I'm not sure. 22
0: not points. The, but uh, Christian, before we before I get too off track, really all I was trying to get at there was if Yusuf Nurkic come back comes back and is on fire, then in my mind. I mean, when's the trade deadline?
1: It's like early February. It's it's before the All Star break.
0: I I, so, I say you roll the dice. I yeah. personally, I say you roll the dice because roll the dice and trade thought, him, right? Yes, because yes. he's not. If you have LeBissier Le – Now, now I'm messing up his name because I heard Chris Webber say it the whole night. But yeah. uh, if you have if you have Scal and Yusef is playing even you know close to where he was in terms of how he helps the team. You got you gotta roll the dice because Hassan Whiteside is not a backup center, and I just something about that in terms of what I feel like we could get for him in that in this scenario in this specific scenario, all things going well, contending for a playoff, you know, has a a locked playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, you got You gotta roll the dice.
1: Yeah, I think if Hassan's playing well enough that you would want to keep him, then his stock is gonna be like he's already at that point, he's already played his way into his next contract, and him playing poorly as a backup center won't affect it all that much because you, you look at players like Yusuf Nurkic in Denver, Hassan Whiteside everywhere he's been when things don't go exactly his way. Their their yeah. attitude gets into it, and, and they just have a hard time with their role, and they don't enjoy playing with the team. So I don't think Hassan's a backup kind of guy. Well,
0: And, uh, and, and it's Hassan, it's Hassan's contract here, right? I mean, he's going to be yeah. gone next year, right? So yes. my fear would be <laughs> What if? What if there was a team like? I mean, I don't know if the Clippers would do this because I know zoobox is is pretty pretty efficient. Um, but you know, what if there's another contender who has an injury or is starved at the center? Um, I can't imagine another front office willing to take that risk, especially in a small market, right? Because then, yeah. I mean, what they, he's just going to take a deal somewhere else, right? Yeah. Are you following my logic? So, like, yes. yeah. if, if you if you're the team that's going to pick him up if any team does is going to be a good team. It's going to be you someone so? who, it's, it's like a, like a, a win now team. Yes, because it's going to be it's and it's going to have to be an attractive market cuz they're going to have to know or have a very solid feeling that he's going to stick around.
1: I don't know, man. I I feel like a team that does it is um just straight up like Pistons or Cavs, a team that just wants to rebuild He's and has an albatross contract. That, that's that's the point. They have an albatross contract that they need to get rid of because
0: yeah. Cavs yeah. aren't
1: Cav, like Kevin Love is not going to be the star of the Cavs three years from now. Blake Griffin's I, I, not I get, be the saying. star of the I Pistons hear. three years from now. You know, so they're going to want to get rid of those contracts um, and get something for them, first round picks. So they'll take on Hassan Whiteside and do that. Um, at least sure. I think so. So um, I don't think there's really any really good fit for him on a win now team i could maybe see like the mavericks like oh like i mean that would be that would legit be Haka, that would be- and <laughs> that'd be great because they have uh what's his name right that's his name shoot i don't know No, it's not right right the... he's,
0: he's like a guard for them i thought
1: hang on or hang
0: somebody on who else Dur- talk- oh. right I don't know where is now. my
1: mind? Dwight Powell, that's his name. Wright and Dwight got mixed up. I was Brendan Wright, their previous center from like four or five years ago, who got traded to the Celtics when he was doing really well, anyway. Uh, Powell, and then he's
0: decent, by the way. If, if you guys haven't watched him play, Dwight Powell, Dwight
1: Powell yeah. decent, yeah. So, I mean, I could see them still wanting Hassan Whiteside, though. Um, Rockets, no, they got um, what's his face? Uh, Capella. Jazz, no. Gobert. Nuggets, no. Jokic. Clippers, I don't think they want to sh- uh, shake things up. Montreal harrell has been playing great. Zubox has been playing well, too. Lakers, no. No, they got they got JaVale. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Blazers, it's, it's kind of just one of those teams where they're trying to get rid of some salary... Uh, Get rid of salary in I, order I, to rebuild. So Thunder. I didn't,
0: I didn't consider the. I didn't consider the upside of a team just dumping another a different contract yeah. for for something else and just kind of eating the fact that their center is going to be Hassan Whiteside for a little bit. Like system wise, I mean he's like a, like yeah. I already said I'm I'm vouching for him, but just system wise, you know even if it doesn't make sense in their long term plan, you know it might yeah. it might work out because of
1: other strings attached. Yeah, and as soon as I saw Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, and Chris Paul get their contracts. I knew those weren't going to be good contracts. They were going to look back and regret them. But, I mean, regret them, sure. But now maybe Portland end up ends up getting stuck with them. But Portland doesn't really have any better options. So No,
0: they don't. And how many of those guys want to play with Carmelo Anthony?
1: Just because. Chris Paul. <laughs>
0: just no, 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 no. Uh, maybe I should phrase it like dude, this. Dude. If it was just Carmelo Anthony... And like one other old guy like like Chris Paul and him and, and obviously they had James Harden, but um, that obviously didn't work out. It's not just Carmelo Anthony, it's Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum and Carmelo Anthony. So you have the you have the, the, the meat and potatoes in Dame and CJ, and then you know, you got the garnish in, in, in Carmelo Anthony in terms of drawing yeah. a, a national presence
1: or or want. Um yeah. And I
0: and, think that,
1: yeah. And by the way, Rodney Hood, he has, like, some of the best shooting percentages in the league right now. Didn't do yeah. so well in the last game against the he Kings. He struggled but, last
0: night, but that was yeah, it. Like
1: Yeah. And, you know, the young guys, they've struggled a little more recently. Simons and Little, but a little more. But, uh, but those are bright spots. I mean, the Blazers have some really good young guys. Uh, I mean, you got... Don't,
0: don't sugarcoat D- it. Don't sugarcoat it. Anthony Simons has played pretty poorly since the first,
1: like, five games. But like my mind is full of sugar when it comes to these young guys who are just like amazing to watch. I don't know, they're so fun. But yeah, Blazers have a great young guard in Simons, a great young forward in Little, and a great young center in Lapissier. Lapissier. What, what do you think about Little's haircut? Uh, he just like straight up like went buzz, right?
0: Yeah, and here's the yeah. thing. I For mean, me, he he he. So he buzzed it off, and there was a fast break last night where he he had this big lanky Euro step. For yeah, the paint and nice that dang. nine that nine looked like an eight and i was like oh. i had to blink twice i was like is that is that because you know amino used to do that he used yeah to do that yeah. kind of that sure. lanky euro step yeah. i was like what what wait a second uh, that's, I, that's when i found out he had a haircut
1: yeah nice <laughs> yeah i mean uh nasir little is a pretty good looking dude so he can rock any haircut um unless he goes like full-on Alfred payton uh no thank you uh <laughs> So what do we have yeah. to look forward to? What do we have to look forward to? The Blazers are going to be playing the Lakers, and the Lakers are the best team in the Western Conference. Is it the same as the NBA? Tied with the Bucks for the best record in the NBA, 19-3. and Lakers just lost recently. Who was that? It was some, like, not-that-good team. Who was it? I don't even remember. <sighs> it wasn't the Pelicans. I don't know. But the Lakers uh, I heard they just broke the streak LeBron had not won in the state of Utah since 2010 nearly that's, a decade and he just broke that with the Lakers so that's pretty cool
0: That's pretty crazy
1: Unless you hate the Lakers like me then it's not very cool But uh good for LeBron you know breaking barriers
0: I'm just know. so mad can we just like take a step back like 2 years everything that everything that all these analysts national analysts said like 2 3 years ago
1: to the net uh, to the Knicks. That was it. That's well, yeah,
0: aside That's from true. everything... Dude, you have to hate yourself if you're a Knicks fan. You thought you were going to get all these free agents. You thought you were going to get Zion. And now you're Julius Randle,
1: buddy. Let's go.
0: He's great. Don't knock Julius Randle. I, do, I but, do love Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle is filthy. But like, I'm a big well, He put like 45 on his last
1: year. <laughs> oh, man. I love Julius Randle. I don't know. But, yeah. So, I I mean, by the Lakers.
0: But, God, like Lakers fans are the worst. They're the worst.
1: And Except my co-workers. My, lo- my co-workers that are Laker fans are, like, the only basketball fans, and so I get to talk with them all the time. I'm like, I don't care that you're Lakers fans. This is fun. No.
0: Yeah. But, for the most part, they're terrible. And yes, we knew that this was going to happen, like, two years ago. It's like, a, it's like a spoiled rich kid on Christmas. He was like, well, we'll got the iPhone 7 this year, I'm we'll going get the iPhone 8 next year. Like, that's what happened. We heard that as soon as you saw... Him signed Anthony Davis signed with Rich Paul. You were like, Well, there it goes. There it goes. And and, 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 I mean, dude, Nurt
1: just signed with him too.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I don't like that either.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, well, yes. Okay, well, I'll take over from here. All (laughs) right, we got the Lakers uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Assuming this releases uh, tomorrow, that'll be December 6th, 2019. Yeah. And then we have. The Thunder at the Blazers, and then the Knicks at the Blazers. So three at home. We should be able to potentially, potentially take two. I would say, I would hope at least two, but who knows? Uh, it would be crazy if we came out three zero at the top at, at the end of this road trip. But I, I, I'm really, I'm predicting two and one. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Blazers go on the road uh, next week. Hopefully we'll have some coverage for you guys then. But uh, next week we'll be we'll be kind of uh, discussing the, the road trip, starting against the Nuggets on Thursday the 12th, then the Suns on the following Monday, and then the Warriors. So there's a couple cheddar games on the road, aside from obviously the Nuggets, that we should be able to capitalize on. Uh, but that'll be coming in the next week or two's episode. But in the meantime, we're looking to uh, ideally go uh, at least two and one on these these next three home games.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you look at the next six games, it'll be three at home, two on the road, and one more at home. Four pretty bad teams and two really good teams. Yeah. I want the Blazers to win at least three of those, hopefully four, and at least yes. at least play well in both of them. Hopefully win one of them. I don't expect yes. them to win one, but if if they can... They can win three out of four on the others and win one of those two. I'm feeling great. Uh, they got to beat the Thunder, beat the Knicks, beat the Warriors, and hope hopefully beat the Suns. And then, dude, if they can beat the Lakers at home, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that's a great point, Christian. You said in those two losses, you want to see it at least be close in one of them mm-hmm. because yeah. those, as much as we appreciate wins, even if they get all four of those, you know, crap teams. That's that's you know that's just the reality of the situation. Not to be rude, but compared to these other teams,
1: yes, even compared if they, to me, they're, of, they are uh they are they're the best thing ever because uh, I'm you, terrible at basketball.
0: You carry the three, maybe the four, and they're <laughs> crap teams. <laughs> uh. um, but we need to at least like compete in one of those two losses because let's be honest. I mean, and it's the second one of the best teams in the league. Once once that second half started against the Clippers the other night. It was a it was a toilet bowl. Yeah. Everything
1: went down the drain. It was close till then, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, should I do the honors? Uh, well, I'm just going to jump back and uh uh talk to no one right here. Um, I don't been, the Blazers struggled to start the season, and I predicted they would struggle to start the season. I was also uh pretty uh pessimistic and angry at things. I didn't predict that I wouldn't be that way. Uh, The the Blazers, you know, it was a tough start. And the Blazers were like, hey, championship or bust. And I'm like, well, looks like our bust. And then uh, now things are a little better. So hopefully things continue to go up. I'm feeling much better as a fan. So thank you, Blazers, for being awesome. Uh, It's fun to watch regardless. Having Carmelo on the team, having Whiteside playing well. Kent Bazemore finally had a really good game. Uh, I mean, he's had some, you know, you talked about chase down blocks, uh, He's had some good moments, but yeah. Blazers and, are and looking he, up right now.
0: And I was kind of doing a little bit of calculations here before we started recording. Um, uh, so since our last recording, which was nearly two weeks ago, thank you everybody who's listening because uh, obviously we had some some family predicaments, some Thanksgiving turkey dinner. Uh, comment what your favorite thing was from, from Thanksgiving. Um, did some calculations here. We are four and seven since our last recording so just slightly over 500 now to the naked ear one that might have been four, four out of
1: seven you you said yes. four and seven and i got i was like oh, I'm what? Sorry. That's four, bad. four
0: out of four out of seven um now to the untrained ear prior to the season we'd be like huh what however we were sliding we were sliding at one point so even 500 would have been an improvement so even though you know we're taking every couple games right now, and it doesn't feel like you know blown out of the water, you know success. Um, this is good. Yeah, this is good.
1: Yep, I'm feeling feeling much better. the The Blazers are on an upward trajectory, and considering that they're still in the playoff hunt, um, which obviously it's the start of the season. The Blazers are about to go. 60 and 0 for the rest of the season. So uh,
0: we could be the Kings though, and not have a playoff appearance since the 05 06 season.
1: Mm, That's dude.
0: terrible. I'd you like, think they're I gonna make it this year? Night?
1: No, not with the Mavericks being so good, dude. Mavericks definitely are going to the playoffs. Uh, oh, if I was Blazers. The Hawks,
0: I would hate myself. Trey Young is good, but he is no Luka Doncic.
1: Dude, I'm not about to like call people out, but on Twitter, some people are so funny with Luca Doncic hate. Luca is amazing.
0: <laughs> Dude, he is. And like if you if you wanna I honestly don't think that Carmelo Anthony should have won player of the week. I I Oh, understand oh no, no, no. It. Yeah. I I said that. It. I was like
1: he is not the most valuable player in the West no, that week. Nor was he the most, most dominant. valuable
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's not Man. getting
1: most improved players from something. And I respect it.
0: Right, and if if you don't think that Luka Doncic is a top top ten, uh, is is you know that's just that's obvious. Yeah. Top five.
1: Top five you know, MVP race this year for sure.
0: Yes, but top five players. It's also the question of health, because two of the top five players aren't healthy this year.
1: Uh, Durant and Steph. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but, at, put some respect on Luka Doncic's name. Dude. That guy is
1: crazy. Yeah. And, like, is, he'll Bart have, Bart like, dropping... one down game, and people are like, "Oh, see, Luka's terrible. I'm like, get out of here. He is Bart so Bart, good. Harden might be dropping
0: 50-point games, and even, a, I think he had a 60-point game, right? He had a 60-point game here.
1: Yeah. He, we could uh... He hit 60 at the end of the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter started, and he was benched, and then he looks up, and he's like, oh, I could have beat my record. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. (laughs) He's pretty good.
0: And I'm not even going to, I won't even, I won't even get into the free throw and foul discussion. Let's just talk about just pure end result. James Harding has some 50, some 40-point games, some 60-point games. Crazy. Generational talent, something that hasn't been done in, in years, if not. You know, like honestly, the 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 closest thing I can think of is is like Kobe or MJ. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm Co- not going to say Kobe that back he's... when he was getting you know 81 and he was like getting a hundred something free throws in a row or something crazy. It wasn't hundred right. something, but. You
0: know. <laughs> but really, the, the the end point of this discussion being, Luka Doncic is a much more efficient player, much more efficient player. I think he's much more of a threat on each end of. Dude, look at the look at the field goal percentage. Look at the I mean, field goal percentage.
1: I think I'd take Luca over Harden, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of words and synonyms, and I'm like, what would I describe him as? Uh, yeah, I mean, Luca, he just he does it all, and he's only a sophomore in the league, you know, second year. I don't I don't know how I feel about using the word sophomore for everyone who's a second year or something. I don't know yeah. if that applies. <laughs> but Luca Ben Donsich Simmons going to be is, a fifth year senior at one point. Ayo, uh, yeah, I'll take Luca over Ben Simmons any day. Uh, but yeah, Luca is doing crazy stuff. I was, I was talking last episode, I think, you know, the amount of triple-doubles he's getting, like, it took Westbrook years to do that. It took LeBron, you know, I don't know. Luca's getting triple-doubles and hitting threes way more than LeBron was at the start of his career, I think. I mean, LeBron still was pretty impressive at the start, of course. But uh, yeah, Luca's just amazing, like, right off the bat. And he's leading his team well. And they're 15-6 and six right now in a really tough Western Conference. So
0: Yeah. Who's your who's your MVP favorite this year? Uh,
1: so, uh, now. Uh, dude, I do not watch the rest of the league enough at all to have a legit uh, LeBron, opinion. LeBron but. and
0: AD are not me. And I would agree with you, too. I don't watch really any other league games this year. I got too much going on in my real life. But mm-hmm. LeBron and AD can't get it. They'll yeah. get. They'll get their own. AD might get Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but they but to, can't get it.
1: To me, it's it's you know in my eyes, it's between Giannis and uh, and Luca. But I mean, James Harden's definitely in there. Uh, I don't I don't think Kawhi's in there just because of how much how much he sits. Uh, and the rest of the team around him, uh, Jokic is probably in there, but I, I haven't paid attention too much to what he's been They're, doing lately.
0: Too, too deep of a team, too too much too much uh, well rounded talent on that team. And don't get me wrong, he's fantastic. He's he's probably a top ten arg- arguably top ten player, not certified. You talking
1: but. Jokic or Kawhi? Jokic, no, <laughs> oh.
0: Kawhi is the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a fact.
1: Yeah, but uh, I I'd put I put Jokic above ten. He's probably top eight at least. Really, but still, his team is too good. His team is too good. I mean, they're pretty good. I don't know. Kawhi's got a pretty good team. Kawhi has got Paul, Paul George. George. I know that's what I'm saying. The
0: first team. That's a first team player. What are the first team player? That's even no, close. That's ex- to-
1: we are agreeing at this moment. Oh, yes, okay. Jokic is on a good team. Also, Kawhi is on a good team. So that—that's my point. Luca, you know, Luca's got a little more respect for what he's doing with the Mavericks. Uh, obviously, Porzingis is pretty good at basketball, but like, just impressive. And uh, dude, the Bucks are stacked too. They got all the former Blazers that I wanted the Blazers to get, and I'm just sad. Yeah. Sad to see Wesley Matthews and Robin Lopez wrestling and having fun. Celtics the Blazers well, are well,
0: man. Celtics are, are second seed, 15-5.
1: Oh, they were wrecking to start the season. They're 8-0 wonder, at home.
0: I'm going to look up their team average. This is probably the least Blazers-centric podcast we've ever done, but let's find
1: out. I mean, we're uh, just kind of like wandering now, yeah.
0: Boston Celtics. Uh, basketball reference, maybe.
1: Boston uh-huh. Celtics have won 17 championships in their history. The second post is 16. <laughs> is that a Boston Los accent? No, this is this is just a serious sports commentator accent. <laughs> Dude, uh, I
0: can't find these. Hold on, stats. Here are, we go. What are
1: you looking for? I know everything about the Boston
0: Campbell, Celtics. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker has 21, is averaging 21.9 points a game. Yeah. Jason Tatum uh, can't be. He, Jason Tatum's leading their team in rebounds, so yep, I don't buddy. know how I feel about that.
1: What's Ennis? Um,
0: oh, let's find out.
1: Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor, number played, 11. Which he's only played 13, 13 games. Um, 20, yeah.
0: He's averaging only about 15 minutes, 7.3 points.
1: The dude is a star.
0: Yeah, he is. He's. Eh. Uh, um, um i'm just gonna see jason tatum's averaging 21 so he's rebounded a bit this year it seems yeah Jalen brown 19 uh gordon hayward 18 so they
1: yeah yeah no they they're quite balanced i mean it's, it's what we thought it was going to be that's the, four players that have almost
0: averaging yeah. 20
1: points yeah and that's why they're still in it i mean uh Last year, they had those expectations. They're like, oh my gosh, Jason Tatum, amazing. He's only going to get better. Jalen Brown, amazing. He's only going to get better. Gordon Hayward, coming back from injury. Let's go. And now it's like actually coming together, but they lost Kyrie and Horford, and they got Kemba. So it's like the rest of it is actually developing like they thought it would. Um, It's just not at the exact time they expected it.
0: Yeah, they need to play Taco more, man.
1: Taco... Taco, um, taco.
0: Yeah, I mean that's my rant about the Boston Celtics. But my MVP favorite, Damian. I mean, I think, I think that it's. I mean, it's still a long season to go, but uh, I think, I think Luke, because the Rockets are only a fifth seed, right? So let's let's think about this logically. It goes. Western Conference standings. Uh, Western Conference. Um, yeah, I mean the Mavericks are a flat-out higher seed. Boom. They're they're the fourth That's seed. That's
1: set in stone. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> That's they're for- But I mean, if they weren't, then I could really see the Harden argument there. But yeah. the Bucks are also nineteen and three, and they don't really have any other I mean, they have Middleton, but they really don't have any other bona fide star. They have a lot of good role players. And here's the difference in my argument. And who's to say the Nuggets couldn't have similar success in the East? I don't think they would. Yeah. But I would be contradicting myself by giving credit to Giannis and not Jokic because yeah. those are two teams that have a very good, 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 good player. It's really good with a lot of role players that are solid. Yes. So I don't think it's fair for me to make that argument. I think all things considered, Luka Doncic is my MVP favorite.
1: Nice. Dude, Nuggets are 13 and 5 right now. They lost two in a row. So they were 13 and 3, but they've also only played uh, 18 games compared to Lakers and Blazers that both played 22. So, uh, Blazers have played a lot of games already. They they have two more games played than the Suns, and uh, those two games are losses. <laughs>
0: well, the Nuggets are currently, as we recording, as we're recording this, uh, about six minutes into the. There's six minutes left in the third quarter, and they're up eighty-two to fifty-five on the Knicks. So you can chalk that up to another W.
1: Yeah, Knicks are gonna win. Come
0: back, let's go. And then they put, but they do play the Celtics tomorrow. So those are two really good games tomorrow on a Friday night. It's gonna be Nuggets, Celtics, Dude. and then Blazers, Lakers.
1: I'll be at Blazers, Lakers. Let's go. Boom.
0: Well, man, any other? Uh, I rambled my my butt off. Anything you'd like to say, my friend?
1: Nah, I'm good. Go All right,
0: you guys know what it is. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, maybe Facebook. No, not Facebook. Uh, um, and then follow us individually. We typically post our handles along with our contributing artist handles for their music. Check out Anthony Michoni's music. Uh, potentially Ziggy Zay. We never know. It's kind of a bag of tricks. Um, and like our stuff, man. Go ahead and review. There's a pretty nasty review on like iTunes or something. We don't oh, appreciate goodness. that. So <laughs> we 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 need to we need to weed those out by Oof. in in. Just definitely a lot more positive things. Aww. Do some yoga before you leave a review. Breathe. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank
1: you. Go please.